Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Fireside Outdoors with your host, David Baldridge. It is springtime in the Ozarks. Definitely full-on spring. Dogwoods have bloomed, and the mushrooms are popping up out of the ground. It's time to get outside and enjoy the Missouri Ozarks. If you are looking for things to do, of course, you can find a turkey season going on right now. You can look for morel mushrooms. You can be just out looking for uh, the birds that are migrating back in. Now is a great time to get your ornithology list checked off. And, of course, you can look for the spring flowers that are popping up. Hopefully everyone enjoyed their Easter week just a couple weeks ago. And I apologize for being a week late on my podcast yet again. Everything is just busy, and I need to do a better job about that. But I've got a couple things in store for you. And if you'll stay with me, we'll get into them right after this sponsorship message. Hey guys, I'm back. It is Fireside Outdoors and your host, David Baldridge. Thank you for listening to that message from Anchor. Anchor Podcasting makes it easy to record your podcast. So if this is a way for me, it's a way for me to journal. It's a way for me to let my expressions out. And hopefully something I say is helpful and beneficial to you, which is my ultimate goal, is to make life easier on you and to vent or allow my myself to speak. And uh, that's a good way for me to cope with the things going on in the world. You know, I was looking through, um, I'm, I'm, I help lead the youth group at our church. And I was looking through some old notes that I had and something really spoke to me. Um, and it was about peace and what peace means. And I have highlighted Isaiah 26, 3 and 1, uh, sorry, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And if we know Isaiah, we know Isaiah was a prophet. Isaiah was one of the prophets that prophesied that Jesus would come as the Messiah, that the Son of God was going to come down and that the world wouldn't recognize who he was. They wouldn't see him for what he was until after he had come. And so Isaiah says, if you keep him in peace, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you. If we focus on God and we focus on Jesus, then there can be peace. And without God, without Jesus, there is no peace. And we should remember that. Um, the next verse that I had highlighted um, was Thessalonians five sixteen through 17. If you're not in peace, if for some reason you find yourself wrestling with something in your life, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 17 says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Paul writes a letter to the church of Thessalonica. And I'm sorry, I'm stumbling. But this church in Thessalonica is struggling to keep joy in their congregation. They're struggling to separate themselves from the world that they live in with the world that they're serving. And Paul writes to them and says, Rejoice always. In verse 17, pray without ceasing. And those words should ring true in our lives today. We should pray without ceasing. No matter what, 
we can speak to God because Jesus created that avenue for us to speak um, a one-on-one conversation. We may not always get a reply back, uh, obviously, in a verbal form. Um, We may not even get a reply back um, in our time that, that we expect it to come back. But God's plan is perfect. God, God's plan is timely. And God will always show up when he needs to. And so in, in this little, I made some notes here and it said, The Jewish word for peace is shalom. The Arab word for peace is salam. So very, very similar. When we are in dark times and we're suffering with pain, depression, despair, we're focusing on God seems impossible in those times. We must find the confidence of faith to sustain us. We need to know that our faith is strong and we need to know what our faith is and push through those hard times and show our faith to those around us. We must find the confidence of faith to sustain us. We can only do that through spiritual prayer and let our words and prayer bind us to his will. And that is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 17, where it says, pray without ceasing. Yielding to your worries and disappointment and failures, they deny God to fill you up. And if you'll think of a pitcher, a pitcher can only be filled up to 100%, right? And if it fills up to 100% and goes over, it's going to spill over and the contents of that pitcher is going to spill out. Well, um, David, the psalmist, writes about how his cup runneth over, that his blessings fill the pitcher up so much that his blessings pour out around him. I want you to think of it like this. What you put into that picture, whether it's negativity, whether it's positivity, whether it's learning, scripture, no matter what it is that you put in there, only so much of it can fit. And that, that's your picture is your life. If your picture is the time that you have. Your picture is um, your friendships. And so we can have all these different pictures that we fill up with good or maybe even bad things. But it can't be worry. It can't be disappointment. And it can't be your failures. Because if you fill your picture up with all those things, there's not any room for God to fill that up. You've already filled it up. And so allowing your disappointments and your worries and your failures, your frustrations to fill your picture up without putting God in there first is limiting what God can do with you. Make room for God and be intentional, but be transparent with him. He already knows your heart. But he's asking you to let him in and let him help you. Focusing on him and remember to pray. Riff on what I think about peace and how peace can be had, but we have to put in the, you know, the work, have to put in the, uh, the effort. And most of all, have faith that God's going to persevere and God's going to overcome all the, the doubts and worries we have in our minds. That was on my, my heart today. That was on my mind. And I wanted to make sure I shared that with you guys. You know what's going on in the, uh, in the firearms industry is, can be pretty scary for people. And uh, there can be some doubt. I know right now I've been able to get my hands on some lower strip receivers and a lot of people are buying those up because they're afraid of what's going to happen. They're afraid that there's an opportunity that the government's going to say they can't have those 
They're afraid that uh, Joe Biden's going to make an executive order that's going to take those guns out of our home. There's, I mean, there's lots of different speculation about what could and couldn't happen. But one thing's for sure is that the government doesn't have to tell you how you live your life in a moral or ethical way. Um, if you follow the Bible, you can see that these kinds of things have happened before. In our history, even, you can see that these things have happened before. Bill Clinton is a great example of a pretty decent president that had a good, stable economy and did some really great things. Um, of course, he made some mistakes as well, um, but he might be an exception because uh, of all the good things that he did. He also made a ban on assault rifles, which basically took M14s and uh, I can't remember, many 14s. Uh, several semi-automatic 22s and of course the assault rifles that they call today the AR-15 style rifle basically made it to where you couldn't get them without special authority or special stamps and things like that so plus the manufacturers were taxed so high that they weren't able to make those in mass quantities like they are now yeah, I can imagine it cost them almost nothing to make these aluminum billets and um, anyway, I, I just think that so many companies are doing it now, it's really going to be hard to choke that down. The government can certainly regulate it and certainly drive prices up, which make it hard for dealers to get the firearms and, of course, everybody else to, to purchase those firearms from the retailer. But I don't think that they're going to go away. Um, we know that, that Joe Biden has issued three executive orders as it relates to firearms. And those have 60 days to come to fruition or to, to have an idea. And one of those would be the pistol brace concept by the ATF. They're supposed to issue an opinion on that, an official opinion, which they've already issued one. Uh, but they got so much backlash on that that they've actually had to return and, and look at the books again and say, okay, we're going to have to do this a little bit better. I'll bet you they do it better. Um, and to be quite honest, if they end up making our pistols SBRs, short barrel rifles, I don't have a problem with that because now my options are endless about what I can do with that. Um, especially if they grandfather me in and allow me to get a permit at, at a cheaper rate or at, uh, at free, which would be awesome because I love free. But if they'll end up doing that, I can put a vertical grip on it. Um, I can go as short as I want on that barrel. Um, there's just, the options will be pretty much endless if it becomes a short barrel rifle. So I look forward to that. I know that that uh, it puts a, it kind of feels like they're they're cramping on your style. But guess what? Right now you can have a pistol. You can have an AR pistol. If you haven't built one, give me a call. We can we can get you the stuff. Um, look online. You can find that stuff online all the time. Uh, things aren't as hard to get as they were six months ago. Uh, in fact, they're not as hard to get as they were three months ago. And so I suspect that you're going to be able to find what you need to get the job done and, and build yourself a pistol. So that's what I've got. I don't have an SBR. If they make my pistol an SBR, I'm happy with that because guess what? I can, I can put a vertical grip on it and I can do a lot of cool things that I wasn't going to be able to do as a pistol. So that doesn't really hurt my feelings any. Um, 
I'm going to have to take a break here real quick, and we'll get back into, I'm going to do a review on a pistol that I have, a uh, Smith & Wesson. And I, oh, I'm sorry, it's a Smith & Wesson Shield Plus 9mm pistol. to bring you a product that I enjoy, something that I think is useful, and today is going to be a gun, and what better to talk about than a firearm on this podcast. We've covered God, we've covered some of the uh, political happenings in the environment right now, and how we shouldn't get, get afraid, because we can still live our lives outside of fear, because we know what the end result is going to be, and hopefully you have that hope like I do, um, but I'm, I'm bringing to you right now a Smith & Wesson Shield Plus, it's Smith & Wesson's new shield pistol, and it's a compact concealed carry type pistol, you know in the early 2000s there wasn't a whole lot of compact firearms um, to be had, there were a few companies that were making some that were concealable, but that was when the concealed carry market really started to take off. And every company now has one, two, and maybe even three different models that they consider to be a concealed carry uh, compact model, um, especially in the semi-auto world. Before the early 2000s, a lot of times your concealed carry was gonna be a revolver because they had snub-nosed revolvers and that market really hasn't changed a lot in the revolver industry, but certainly in the semi-auto world it has. And so one of those is the Shield Plus. And what makes it different, what makes it special? Well, just by looking at it, you think it's just the Shield. So if you've seen a Smith & Wesson Shield 9mm, this doesn't look a lot different. In fact, there's very few differences in it except for the fact that by by increasing the width of the handle, and of course, because the handle, the, the actual frame of the firearm is a little bit fatter, the slide has to be a little fatter as well. But by increasing it like 0.06 inches or something, it's less than even a tenth of an inch, or let's just say it's a tenth of an inch that they increased. They were able to pack five and maybe even six more rounds of the 9mm ammo into that magazine. It's not a true double stack magazine. You know, the big market right now is single stack uh, magazines because they're slimmer, like the P365, um, the Springfield Hellcat. But when we think of single stack magazine, we think each bullet sits on top of another, similar to what, like a 22, uh, an SR22 or a, uh, a P, P22 from the Walther and the SR22 is the, uh, of course, the Ruger version, and maybe even a 17 HMR rifle. Um, those are examples of single stacks. Well, this isn't a true single stack, but it's not a true double stack either. So they, they call it an alternating stack, so um, it very slightly alters the bullet from one side to another. Instead of a real hard S-curve, it's more like a squiggly worm. And so, if we think about it that way, Smith & Wesson 
really, they did a really good job of packing in more bullets in a magazine that really didn't increase the size of the magazine. I mean, I'm sorry, it didn't increase the height of the magazine well or the magazine itself. It only increased the width by less than a tenth of an inch or so. And so, it's pretty, pretty ingenious. I'm glad that they did that. The market right now says. If I can have a compact pistol I can keep in my pocket or in my waistband that nobody can see, I want to have the most bullets that I can have. And thank you for Springfield Hellcat, for, com for Springfield for coming out with that Hellcat that really drove the market in that direction. You know, the Springfield Hellcat without an extension is able to, to hold 10 rounds um, in the magazine. And so most of them were six and seven rounds and then you got an extension that might give you eight. Well, well now, now the Springfield set the bar high and said, well, we can do 10. And so Smith & Wesson says, well, with the extension, you can do 13. How about that? And so I actually have one of them in my possession. I have a uh, P365 in my possession. And I'm telling you guys, the Springfield, I'm sorry, the uh, Smith & Wesson Shield Plus feels amazing. The trigger is nice. Now, the trigger on these things aren't a flat trigger, but they're also not a curved trigger like what you see on the 365, it's super curved. Um, of course, the, the Smith & Wesson has the, uh, the trigger safety or the trigger spring on it that uh, you, have, you have to pull that back before the trigger will come back, but it's almost a performance level. Um, you, you know, you've got your standard level, your commercial, just your retail grade, and then you have a performance level from Smith & Wesson. Well, they took a performance level stance on the trigger and I really think that shield is really nice. It's got a good squeeze on it. Um, your hand fits all the way around it. Single-handed shooting won't be a problem. And of course the sights line up perfectly. And uh, I just, I think it's a great product. Um, I've, I've not shot it yet. I plan to do that and then I plan to sell it as a used firearm. But um, anyway, Spring, or Smith & Wesson Shield Plus 13 rounds in the magazine, 9mm, you've got the 6-hour P365, you've got the Glock 43, 43X, um, you've got the Glock 48, you've got uh, the Springfield Hellcat, and lots of different models within the 365 and the Springfield Hellcat, lots of different options to go with. There's really no reason, and Ruger of course has several, the EC9, the LT9, the LTP, there's just all sorts of concealed carry firearms that you can have now, so there's no excuse saying I can't find one that I like. Okay, you can find one that you like. We're just going to have to do some digging and, and, and get you get your hands on some of them. Um, even even the, the 320 uh, compact would actually be a really nice one made by Six Tower. I, I've held that in my hand; it feels good. But I think the market needs to stay with nine millimeter because it's easy to stack a lot of rounds in there, and of course easy to conceal because it's a lot smaller of a, of a, uh, a footprint and you, you don't want you don't want people seeing that bulge in your, in your, your shirt. All right to wrap up the show today as I said there's really no excuse to not have a concealed carry um, firearm in your inventory there's all kinds of options and you can call me and we can try to get something lined out for you or give you some ideas 
And of course, the Field and Stream magazine has some really awesome ideas if you go to fieldandstream.com. I apologize for any cutoffs or whatever. If somebody calls me or texts me, this thing quits recording. So anyway, long story short, guys, I'm just trying to get some things out there and trying to do a good job of letting you know what, what some options are, what's going on in the world, and then give you some inspirational information like I did to start off with. If you enjoy it, please subscribe, like, review, whatever to my podcast, Fireside Outdoors. I want to appreciate, I really appreciate people listening and um, really it's more for me, but I hope you get something out of it too and I hope that you enjoy it. If you don't, I need to know that as well because I can change it up and uh, I've not gotten to go as deep with this as I wanted to just yet because I'm just, I'm finding a, a it's kind of hard to find the time to get it done, but um, I know Preston's listening, and I know that Tyler listens to it, and I certainly appreciate you guys um, enjoying the episodes. And anyway, um, I have a concealed carry class that's going to be going on May 8th. That's the Saturday after the turkey season is over, and it's going to go from 8.30 to 430 with a slight break at lunchtime. I actually might cook hot dogs and brats for lunch. But uh, the cost of the class is $50. You can find it on Facebook at DRB Firearms. You can also send me an email at contact at baldridgeoutdoors.com. That's B-A-L-D-R-I-D-G-E outdoors.com. And let me know that you're interested in the class. $50.00. It's basically an eight-hour class, and if you take this class, you will you will get quality, certified to be able to purchase your concealed carry weapons license, um, your permit in Missouri. There's a, a seven-yard qualification that you have to score an 80 or higher on. I don't see why anybody couldn't score that at seven yards, and uh, I'm going to make sure they get it done. All you need is hearing protection, eye protection, a pistol and 50 rounds, or let me know, and I've got a couple pistols with 50 rounds that you can use of mine, okay? So we will make it work for you. Concealed carry class, May 8th. It's Saturday from 8.30 to 4.30 with a slight break in lunch. $50 is all the cost is going to be for this first class. I hope that there's going to be 10 people show up, but right now I've only got three. So... If you know somebody that's in Carter County and Van Buren, I'll get them. I'll get them certified. Thanks for listening to Fireside Outdoors. I'm your host, David Baldridge. We'll see you next time. The adventure begins here. <laughs>